Um, I haven't prepared a proper sermon for this morning. Um, I've had a very difficult week. It's been a week that has well, it's been difficult. Um, and actually, I've really struggled as to what to do this morning. I was going to do something on that continuing Easter journey towards Jerusalem. Um, but I just really have struggled with it this week. Um, but what I do want to do is to talk about how God has ministered to me this week um, and just share something of how God has spoken to me this week um, in what for me is quite an unusual way. I think I've, most of you are aware that in my daily Bible reading, I normally read a New Testament chapter, an Old Testament chapter, uh, and a chapter of Psalms or Proverbs. And I work through them all in sequence because I'm that sort of person. Um, you know, I, I spent my life creating systems and I have a system for the way I read, read scripture. But um, I'm in that stage of my Old Testament reading at the moment, which, if I'm honest, I don't always look forward to. I'm in the book of Leviticus. And I have to say that this week, when I noticed that I was in Leviticus and I wasn't having a particularly good week, I thought, oh, Lord, you know, what's going to happen here? Uh, what I'm doing this time round in Leviticus, I'm reading it alongside a book called by John Goldingay called... Um, Exodus and Leviticus for Everyone, which is one of those for everyone books, which I would commend to anybody. Um, I'm just going to read a passage, and it's one of what many of us would regard as one of the worst passages of Leviticus. It's one of the passages that I always find most difficult um, to see how, Lord, can you possibly speak through this? And then I'm just going to share briefly how God spoke to me through it and through God, uh, through John Goldingay's insights into it. So it's Leviticus chapter three, and it's describing the fellowship offering. Um, don't feel you need to turn it up. You'll, you'll, once we get into it, you'll be aware of it. Um, it says, if your offering is a fellowship offering and you offer an animal from the herd, whether male or female, you're to present before the Lord an animal without defect. You're to lay your hand on the head of your offering and slaughter it at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Then Aaron's sons, the priests, shall splash the blood against the sides of the altar. From the fellowship offering, you're to bring, the, bring a food offering to the Lord, the internal organs and all the fat that's connected to them, both kidneys with the fat on them near the loins and the long lobe of the liver, which you'll remove with the kidneys. Then Aaron's sons are to burn it on the altar on top of the burnt offering that's lying on the burning wood. It's a food offering, an aroma pleasing to the Lord. Um, and that's not one of the easiest passages of scripture for us to read in our 21st century context. Um, it's one that we might find to be quite devoid of meaning in many ways. Uh, one of the problems with, not the problems, but one of the challenges we face when we read the book of Leviticus is it doesn't actually even tell us what these offerings are for. It's called a fellowship offering. It appears to be a voluntary offering, but it doesn't really give us much clue. All we know is that the way these offerings were done was important enough for God to, to produce virtually an entire book of the Bible dealing with them. And 
Um, as I read that the other day, on a day when I wasn't feeling that good, um, I looked through it and I thought, oh, Lord, can I not just skip this one? Um, you know, read a psalm instead, a cheerful psalm, uh, read about Jesus doing a miracle, any of those things except this. But as I read it, I turned up the, the thing by John Goldingay. And for me, it was an example of how, I and mean, there are many people who would say, that biblical scholarship is dry and dusty and irrelevant. But actually, biblical scholars, many of them are men and women who are filled with the spirit of God, who devote their lives to reading scripture, seeking God in scripture and nourishing the rest of us from scripture. Um, we have one on the call this morning who's half hidden uh, over to the right of Hugh there. But Biblical scholars, oh, Ruth is moving further away now, um, but biblical scholars provide a valuable function to the church. And I personally um, want to do unpleasant and unchristian things to some of those who stand up and preach against biblical scholarship, because actually it has con contributed hugely to my life. And these men and women who spend their lives studying scripture have fed me and nourished me and kept me in God's kingdom. So what, you ask, has this passage to do with anything useful? Well, John Goldingay had some insights which I just reflected on and I've probably developed them beyond what he said, but he, there were two things he picked out from, from this passage which really impacted me this week. The first one was that in the Old Testament world, in the Old Testament Hebrew world, the kidneys and the liver and the innards in general were the seat of the emotions uh, and the feelings. And actually, he develops this idea slightly that what they would, you know, when we worship, we actually are bringing our emotions and our feelings before God we're surrendering them to God and saying, Lord, these are yours. We're putting them on the altar. It's quite interesting that what went on the altar to God there wasn't the good bits. It wasn't the steak off the back of the rump. I used to be a butcher. So um, it wasn't the good bits of meat. It was the kidneys, the fat, the liver and the innards. Um, and when we come to God, when we worship, when we are worshippers, and I don't just mean singing, but when we are people who worship God, we bring everything that we are before him and we surrender who we are and what we are to him. Um, and we surrender our feelings and our emotions to God as we lay our lives out before him in worship. Um, and that for me this week at a time when my feelings were all over the place, actually, um, for a day or two, that for me this week was something that really impacted me that actually Lord you've got it you've got the way that I'm feeling and it is all in your hands so as we come in worship we bring our feelings our emotions what's troubling us what's upsetting us the fact that we're all over the place and in in the way, way we're in the world we're in at the moment it's very easy to be all over the place so that was the first thing that John Goldingay um, mentioned. The second thing that he mentioned, which I knew 
And I thought, why have I never seen it in this passage before? But actually, in the ancient world, outside Israel, the way that the future was told was to take the innards from a sacrificed animal and examine them and do various things with them to see what they were telling you about the future. And actually, in Israel, they didn't do that. But those innards, the kidneys and the liver particularly, went on the altar and were burnt. And that speaks to me something quite powerful, actually, which is that my, my future, your future, our future is in God's hands. And when we worship, we are placing our futures in his hands and we're saying, Lord, you have my future. I trust you with my future. I'm not going to go trying to pull the innards off the altar and examine them to see what the future's like. Not that any of us probably would want to do that anyway. But there is something in this passage for me about God saying, I've got your future. Your future is in my hands, if you will just put it on that altar. So for me, this week, in a week which was quite a difficult week in many ways, um, God has spoken to me out of a passage that I would never, ever have expected him to speak to me from. Um, and I'm very grateful to God and I'm very grateful to John Goldingay for speaking to me in that way. Because to me this week that has been, and it's a reminder constantly, it's not something that I, I do once and for all, but it's something that I have to be constantly aware of, that actually, however I'm feeling, um, you know, if, if I am having a bad day or a bad week or a bad month, and some people have had a bad year, actually I need to put the kidneys on the altar, so to speak. Um, that God has those feelings. He has his hand on them. He has his hand on everything that's going on in my life. And he has his hand on my future, your future, and our future as a church. And actually part of worship is our bringing those aspects of who we are and what we aspire to and what we look for before God and saying, Lord, I place this on the altar we've lost in many ways the concept of the altar we talk about an, a sacrifice of praise which is true and valid but actually putting stuff on an altar is not simply about singing about it it is also about saying lord i bring this to you and i trust it to you and um i won't i will start repeating myself if i go on further on this but actually for me this week that's been quite a powerful reminder that god actually has this whole situation that surrounds us that he has the things that I'm feeling, the things that I am troubled by, and he has our future. He has our future as a church and he has each of our individual futures in his hands as well. Um, and of course, the other lesson is that biblical scholarship can be used by the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And I'm extremely glad about that.